from what I love. And yes, welcome to another edition of the Time Out with King Will's podcast. It's the month of June and we know it to be the Men's Mental Health Month. And it is a month that we are looking out for men out there because truly, truly men are going through a whole lot. Men are seeing different levels of shege every day. A lot of men don't talk. A lot of men don't know who to talk to. A lot of men have been told to man up. A lot of men have been told to be strong. But yet, the suicide rate of men keeps increasing by the day. So welcome, boys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, to another episode of the Time Out with King Wills. And my name is King Wills. Joining me today on this podcast is a friend, a brother, an uncle, a father, a big man, you understand, a man of many virtues, you know, soy science became radio broadcaster, becoming a veteran, you understand, <laughs> and so it's almost day farm, well, you know, they are the ones that are showing us the path in the media world. 
Boys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, we've had him on this podcast before on the How to Talk to Your Teens episode of our podcast. And it was an amazing one. So if you've not checked that one out, you can go back right now and check the How to Talk to Your Teens podcast. We had Daniel Adaja and today talking about the Men's Mental Health Month. I have with me again, my daddy. Let me like my papa. <laughs> papa, you're welcome, sir. You're welcome, sir. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Yeah, really yeah, appreciate yeah. You. Thank you. Thanks for coming, Daniel Adaja. You know, you know, that is just one amazing person. You know, I, I like I I said it sometimes. So we connect on some type of different levels. You know, there, there are levels at which we connect. You understand that? Even people we don't understand. You understand? <laughs> it's not the day to day things, but you know, you know, you know, stories for another day. So yes, Dad. You know, it's June. It's the month of June, yeah. Yeah. And we realize that it's the men's mental health month, yeah. where we have to create mental awareness for men. Mm. And, you know, because I realized that a lot of times, men, we go through a whole lot of things. Yeah. And we have tend to learn how to bottle up our feelings. Mm. Which is, is a bad thing. Because I realized that, low-key, a problem shared is a problem solved. Actually, it is. To a large extent, it is. Yeah, to a very large extent. I want to understand because sometimes in life, a problem shared can be, you know, a point of gossip. You know, one of the things that, that crossed my mind every time I hear this conversation of a problem shared is a problem solved. And why we've known that phrase for a long time yeah. and we still haven't like used it is because of certain societal experiences. Okay. Experiences so, like what? For example, now, men find it difficult to share things with women because mm. they believe that when they get into an argument, that would come back in the conversation. Yeah, you know, it's... You know, and that that raises concern for some men. Mm. And just maybe how we, some of us have grown up. You know, we okay. saw us, uh, for example, I remember growing up and there were times when things were extremely tough. Mm. And then we were not meant to talk about it to anybody. Mm. As a child, you know, your parents expected you to keep it to yourself. Keep you it to yourself. It's confidential. It's, 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 it's Whatever matters, happens in the house you know, stays in the house. And then <coughs> it wasn't like there was a particular solution. But mm. you really can't tell your friends that, okay, you cannot bring this to school because your parents cannot afford it. You did not born you yeah, to Yeah, you know if you talk about me, actually. You know, yeah. <laughs> actually, like, actually. Why, didn't you, why didn't you change your school bag? My parents cannot afford it. You literally would make up a lie. Some, something like they're bringing your bag in or something yeah, like that. Or maybe. you know that, you know, maybe everybody's parents is bringing them something and say, oh no, my dad is very busy. They, they can't make it. But deep down, you know that they actually, they don't have They the don't money. have, yeah, actually, they actually. Afford it, so they don't even bother showing up. So we, we've, we've already built tough skin mm. in some way. Right from time. Right from time, you know. Uh, I think of secondary school and I think of, I went to, because of, I struggled with learning. I had to go to a very, expensive you know during my as at in the early 2000s going yeah. to an expensive school was equivalent to going to a very good school mm. right so yeah I went to, yeah so yeah. it's not like now that you know everything is already mixed up yeah but early 2000s going to expensive schools means that you were going to go the school, school was of high standard was of high standard you know the teachers when, were they, when they hear the amount you are paying for uh-huh. school fees, it had to be a good it school it had to be a good it school it had to be a good school <laughs> you were going to. so i went to that kind of school and you know i went to a school where my parents were literally like average earners and I was in a school with like rich people. I was mm. middle class and I was in school with rich people. So I knew what it's like when I hear summer break, summer. 
Yeah. Kids were tra- literally leaving Nigeria to go to other countries. And I you were just there in the trenches. Me was going to go and attend lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Summer so, lesson. Summer lesson. They'll prepare so, you for the next year. So where did you go? <laughs> I, I really didn't go anywhere. Where were you? I was at home, you know. And, you know, so for some reasons, you start, you start seeing that societal pressure that comes. Mm. And then you see when people are talking about certain things that you probably cannot relate. Yeah. And then you know that your, your problem and their problem are not the same. They are not the same. This life, everybody, everybody, everybody Everybody faces their own shaggy differently. Mm. And then you now grow up from there. You get to uni. You experience life differently. You now start working. And now you see life extremely differently. You Mm. know, we're in a different era now. Social media is here. And the the societal pressure that has already come to being just a man. You're expected to provide, you know. And that's for a lot of us. We saw that as an example in the house. Mm. I saw my dad till date still do major provisions in the house right you know he does major um, you know pay school fees is like a major provision yeah it's, a, it's, very, it's, major. Major. Yeah, it's very major give your mother money on sunday come back from church stop back to market to, to buy cook something to cook something you know that that's it's how major, we saw it. yeah. so major so you grow up and you see that you're struggling to do those basic things mm. uh me and my guys were talking some days back and we we're talking about the fact that at 27, my dad already had a car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a car that he bought with his money. You know, Can had you his imagine? own apartment, was married. Can you imagine? Probably my mom was already age. pregnant with me hey. at 27. You know, but I'm here closing, locking 30. And then... You, ne- you never get your bearing. <laughs> I'm struggling with the one-room studio apartment. Hey, you know? bro. So, th- there's, a lot of, there's a lot of mental pressure that yeah, comes yeah, with I all of you. this. I get you. you, you I get see, you. You probably see your mates that you went to school with and some because of maybe certain privileges their parents have they are mm. in better positions or maybe just some that they just figured out what they wanted to do with their life mm. and then life started happening for them differently mm. so there is there is enough reason for men to feel that pressure and everyone is feeling it but men the, feel pres- it, the pressure is getting worse it's getting worse and worse every mm. time so every day it, it, it there needs to be more safe communities for us to be able to speak about how we feel which there is none. Safe communities. Safe communities. Yeah, I to think speak. I read up about that about how you know we have to, as men, we need a space where it is where you feel that it is okay for you to be vulnerable. Because I think you mentioned the point earlier of why men we decided not to talk. We decide not to talk to um, our women mm. because yeah. basically when you try to open up to them to a woman. The next time you're having an argument, it will come up. She uses it against you. And it's not their fault. So a lot of the times, a lot of women have never seen... Are you sure it's not their fault? It's not their fault. It's not their fault. I, I think it's not their fault. Okay. So I, I think it's not their fault is in the sense that some of these women have not exactly seen their fathers vulnerable. Mm. Right? So um, you you doing it to them is strange. How, how a woman approaches conversation is different from how a man approaches conversation. Definitely. A lot of the times, they just saw their... Their father shunned their mom mm. when they are having difficult times and mm. like, don't disturb me. That's that's basically how the man communicates. He's not in the right frame of mind. I don't want to be disturbed. Let me be. Now, she's now with a man who wants to express himself to her. That's a woman thingy. They do that at the salon when they go make their nails, make their hair, or women are hanging out, they gossip. Yeah. So for them, it's a, it's a way of life of how they handle issues. Mm. When women fight, you see them bring out their dirty linen and talk about it. Yeah, outside. You know, that's, that's women for you. And it's not the same for men. Mm. One of the earliest ways I think men have created an environment, which I should have added in the first night I said is through the beer parlors. 
it is not a major conversation but i think that we should give a lot of recognitions to beer parlors actually as much as we they might not have been able to form a the, the um, frame the mind mind rightly mm. but they have that is a safe space they've, yes when men sit down they talk some men when they sit down with certain men yeah. when they start drinking they start talking about what the challenge they discuss about the troubles they have at home and why they are at the bar Mm. So, for example, you hear men who have troubles with their wife who always, you know, argue, talk about they are staying at the bar late so that they can, when they get home, their wife not. And then the, the in the of doing sleep. that, the, the one will be like, oh, so what's your wife doing exactly? And then it's just talking about my wife, they disturb me, they fully neighbor fight. They, they discuss it. So, and the solutions might not exactly come out, but yes, but at the least man you are relieved. Let it out. Yeah. He has let it out. I feel like that is why men, we, we tend to connect a whole lot. Do you know that you can be friends with a man? And you not even know his name. <laughs> because once I just see you, I'm like, ah, chief, what's up? But that's a bad thing. It's a bad thing, though. It's a bad thing. You know, I know it's a bad <laughs> thing, but then, you know, I feel like it's just one of the ways at which we just connect, especially talking about beer parlor. Mm. To yeah, make it worse, is where we are now watching football together. Well, all of these are, 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 are norms that, these are opportunities that were created, but mm. nobody was actually seeing ways to leverage them rightly. Okay. So it crossed my mind this morning that, um, so I, I do this radio radio show called Digital of Men and the group okay. of boys that we yeah, do the show together, yeah. myself, Williams, Toby, and Prosper. Ah, okay. And it crossed my mind this morning that one of the things we have done with the show called Digital of Men is to experiment bond of male friendship. Mm. That's one of the things we have done with that show, and we and it just crossed my mind this morning that I don't think we, as the host of those of that show, has actually realized that that is what we have done. That is what you have done mm. with, with that show, because there was no template to. We, there was no show template like this was a show we are copying, like this is a show that we want to imitate. We want to imitate what they are what doing. It was doing. it was an original, original idea, idea that mm. you know we sat down, we created, and we, we started working, and we saw that from the radio show. Just doing that radio show alone, we've gotten closer as boys, mm. as men. Yeah. We've shared personal information about ourselves. With each other. With, with each other. We know what is going on in, in each other's life. We know when to come true. For each other. For each other. I don't need to tell Williams I'm broke. I just need to say, Alpha, I need to say something. And he already gets the idea of what I'm Of what you are to trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toby yeah. doesn't need to say certain things to me. I get the idea. Mm. Prosper doesn't need to say certain things to Toby or, to, or Williams. to Williams or to me, we get the idea, and that is one thing I think that men need to strive for. We, we need to we need to get oh, apart friendship from, and circle, good a unique circle. Yes. Um, I saw something yesterday, and it was, I think I was scrolling through social media, and I saw someone talk. He saying having money is fine, but do you know the joy that comes with having a go-to person? Yeah. A go-to person in the sense that when you are in distress. You can, when you're able, you can just call this person. And talk to the person. You can talk to this person and they don't make you feel bad for being vulnerable. Absolutely. That is, that's, that's actually very, it, very It does important. not, yeah, that they don't make you feel bad. You know, because there are some people that want you to open up to them. I have people that are, we never open. I cannot tell you certain things in my mm. life. Because I know that the moment I'm telling you, even if you act like it's all good and it's all fine, one way or the other, you are using that thing against me again. Mm. And people have failed to realize over time that it is a very bad thing to do. Yes, but you, you well, I agree that it's bad. Mm. I, 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 let's establish that, that it is bad. But, you know, when, when people have not seen the right examples, they, they don't know how to act. 
and if they don't know if what you don't have you cannot give mm. um i i talk about this from a personal experience of for example friendship this is something that I had to come to Ibadan to really understand that my coming to Ibadan has actually helped me to understand what it's like to be friends with people. Mm. You know, when I was in Lagos, the way Lagos people work, where you work in Lagos, you mind your business, you go to work, you go home, you have your no fuck. pressure. Don't you don't need you to don't, be you in don't have to be in anybody's business. You know, you don't have that's, to be in that's anybody's business. That's the way we live business. in Lagos, yes. and that's pretty much how I live. And maybe because of the environment I worked in. In Lagos, I worked in a station which was highly dominated by women. Mm. And you know, being a man in that kind of environment, yeah, environment. I had to be able to model myself in such a way that I know how to better relate to women. But I did not have a circle of boys I was every day chatting yeah, and talking every day going, So yeah. when I'm done with work, I'm going back to my apartment. I'm in my room, locking the door. And that's pretty much my life. So till I got here and, I, and one of the ways that opened me up to that was when I did my house opening. When I just I said, you guys come to my house. It was strange. Yeah, It was extremely strange. I saw how my girlfriend was excited about it. But I was like, why is this exciting you so much to have <laughs> when see you know and then when all of you came the, the love the excitement yeah. everybody was like it was so freeing mm. you know people just sitting down on the floor people went no sabi we did we just <laughs> we just, did we just right. did, we, it, it was know, a nice yeah it was, it was a, a nice, nice, one, nice yeah. outing and you know from there i started realizing that you know this is an important part of everyone's like having a circle of friends of people who you can call your own trust you know, people can, to call yours yeah you know you, for, for a, a certain level you trust them at different ways but yeah. you are fine bringing them to your space and not feeling ashamed mm. one of the things that men feel that we, we have not talked about a lot is shame yeah, a shame. lot of men feel shame I, I personally have avoided going to certain things because I feel shame of what I cannot afford true and a lot of men are in that space. They are not relating with certain people anymore because they feel a certain level of shame that mm. their life should be in a certain... Life. Yeah, I should be... They, they, we, I think we, like, assume that... It's not assume. We, we work hard to believe that we should be certain places that be, when we are not there yet, it comes with shame. Mm. It comes with shame. It brings it, you down. It brings you down. Okay. I just told you that, you know... I, I, when I was much younger, I used to have this journal I write. I'd say, at 25, I'd have been done with school. By 30, I'd gone married. By 45, philanthropies. 56, uh, uh, 55, 60, I'd gone retire. Uh, uh. They live for Maldives. I don't move. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I, when you set out, when you make a plan and it doesn't work out. And it out, doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah, you know, I get you. It I comes get with you. shame. And a lot of us were not taught the, the, the act of resilience. Where... Things might not work out the way you want, but doesn't mean that it changes who you are. Mm. You have to work hard. You have to keep working hard. And sometimes it's luck. Some people have just been luckier than you. It's not that like, like you're not doing what you're Some have been luckier than you, yes. yes. Some have been luckier than you, honestly. Some have just been luckier. Some have just been in a better position, maybe in terms of their family, has placed them in a better position. Some have just been able to take some decisions that you were too afraid to take, you know, and how many of us were consciously raised as men from it from being a boy how many men were consciously raised to be men we we lived by example of what we saw we lived by what we saw right and those examples that we saw were not exactly giving us direct tutelage it was indirect tutelage on how to be a man you just you just saw it from a glance and from a glance you felt and then like you replicated yeah i saw my father walk the certain way i want to walk like that yeah i saw my father do this i want, I to, want do to do this. this yeah right it wasn't like not in how many men can say that directly their father said come let me show you how this works 
let me show you how this works. A lot of my technical skills that I have today, I learned them in secondary school. Mm. I just knew that I had a thing for being handy. I like to use my hands to work. So when I was in tech, um, technical drawing, I did electrical, I did carpentry, I did welding nice. because I liked uh-huh. to get my hand busy. Mm. And these were not things that directly my father taught me. When they brought an electrician to the house, I watched him do yeah, it. Yeah, you watch him do it. You know, it looked like it, it looked meaningful to me. And a lot of parents are not exactly doing that right now. And that's the problem with the next generation that we are raising. Because we are raising the, the Gen Z upward, the Gen Z and the alpha and generation alpha that are coming mm. are, are going to be extremely vulnerable because of the rate of successes that they would have in their own generation. Yeah, yeah. Now, for my generation, which is millennial, yeah. you have to be above 27. 20, you have to be above 25 to be successful. Mm. For Gen Z, from 22 upward, you'll be successful. Mm. For Generation Alpha, from 15, even if a research shows that from 10, could be successful. Could be successful. Mm. Successful, I'm not saying successful like just, I'm talking successful in millions. Mm. In Generation Alpha. So, if you don't, if we're not building rightly the mind of a young boy as he grows up to become a man, mm. What example is he going to give to the gen- generation Gen Z and the generation Alpha, Alpha who are going to look up to him? Yeah. How he handles his trouble is <clears> an important <throat> part of his life. So you mean that um what I want to get you rightly yeah. that now as men, we need to start the shaping. Yeah. Not even as men, as a community. As a community. Yeah, as a family. Mm-hmm. It starts everywhere now. Mm-hmm. Because there, there are stages to these things. Mm. From your family, it gets on to the community. To the community. And from the community to the state. And how we see our parents handle downtimes. Because one of the things about mental health for men, two things are very important to when you think of mental health of men. Okay. You think of shame. And you also think of value. Mm. These are the two things that always cloud a man's mental health. Because a, a lot of men have tied their value to how much they can provide. And that can be tied to finance. Shame in the sense of, I'm underachieving. I want to achieve this. I'm unable to achieve that. And that, in its own way, affects the mind of the man. Right? Yeah. So, how many men today can say they saw, they understood how their father went through difficult times? We know that our parents went through difficult times. But can we say that this was their mental capacity as at that time? Some this was how they handled it. This was how they handled it. I, I read a girl's story one time. And I listened to her. She was, I can't remember her name. She was giving this TED talk. And she was talking about the fact that her father handled his downtime by drinking alcohol. So he got drunk. Mm. So one of the ways they know that you know the pressure was hitting the father... Was whenever he got was drunk. Whenever he got drunk. But he took her growing up to understand that that was what he was doing. Mm. That he was trying to, sh- to to not to live away from that problem for a, even for a short for time. a short time to just get over it to get off no, it. to just so that he's, he's not consciously aware of his problem till he that wakes moment, up yeah. and then he comes back to reality that okay this is my new reality mm. yeah. at least take a moment off so that he's not going to sleep and thinking of his problem and waking up to that problem so he gets himself drunk to sleep and you know by the time he wakes up he's like trying to like come back to consciousness and then he remembers where he is again so Parents need to also let their kids know how to walk through difficult times. For my parents now, when we went through one very difficult time that sort of like changed the trajectory of my of my parents' lives, I, I, I saw them handle it in a way that that probably 
because they themselves didn't know how to walk through problems mm. because they you know sometimes challenges will hit you that you've never experienced before true and then you probably don't know how to walk through it and if you have not built capacity to walk through those problems or you've not built personal capacity when those problem comes you're going to transfer it to those around you you're going to transfer aggression aggression on yeah. your children yeah you're going to transfer aggression to how you relate with everybody around you yeah something's not going on in your life and a lot of people still do that as adults now yeah that when they are feeling down emotionally something's worrying them they out everybody yeah. around them for some reasons they are not involved in things for some reasons they are changing it for people they are unnecessarily um you know detaching themselves or they are unnecessarily harsh or hard on people when they are going through a particular phase of their life mm. so we need to build a stronger community and society where we know how to walk through difficult times and know how to walk through pain very nice very nice very nice very nice very nice a lot has been said and you know a lot of problems, a, a lot of solutions coming into this and them. Um, I'm sure that you out there, you are enjoying listening to this right now. So, you know, we have to wrap up. We're about to leave right now. So, Daniel, talking about men with mental health issues, yeah. in like just three to four sentences, what do you think you should do? Um, talking about a man now. Yes. He has no tutelage. Yes. No go-to person. No one to look up to. What do you think you should do? First of all, I would say don't be alone. Don't be alone. Don't be alone. Because I think lonely being lonely is is an in, is is a very is a very is a tool for mental for mental stress. Mm. Right? People don't know this, but loneliness is, is terrible. Yes, loneliness alone can, can get you really sick mm. when you're lonely, when you don't have anybody around you. Can make you sick yes 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 it does I, I would say exercise exercise is something you should do exercise okay workout if it's to get yourself jogging um if you can't afford a gym jog just mm. work out sweat sweat out sweat the problems out sweat just sweat jog because exhaust your body you need to because number one the the mental stress is, is stressing you already you need to exhaust your body by by um, voluntarily you need to work your body out and when you exercise you are working your system out to the point where you are you are losing breath mm. so that way it sort of has a way of releasing certain hormones to to strengthen your mind in that moment okay find something to do don't be idle don't be idle mm. find something to do an idle hand is they say is the devil's workshop mm. yeah because the devil is going to put ideas in your head mm. so find something to do do something you know i tell myself that one of the things i do even when i'm not excited about something is to continue to do it mm. because not everything needs you to be excited about, about it. it yeah you work not because you like working. you like what working some yeah. days you are so engrossed in the work you're giving it your all some days you're uh your the, the some days you don't want to do anything it's, at it's all. like this is like a pen it's like a what's the word roller coaster now? roller coaster you know to come up it will to go, go down, down yeah. to come up to go down and you know i think i think that work being in the media and on the radio has made me realize that nobody gives a fuck about if you like your job you just have to be damn consistent about it you and you have to give your all you have yeah to you, have to, you give have to give it your all best. even if so because, all time so i think now at this point i am wired to the extent that extends that even if i am not good mm. if i'm not feeling good and then once i get to my show my problems have to stay at the door of the studio mm. 
You understand? Because yesterday, okay, I think a lot of people saw me yesterday and was like, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Mm-hmm. I think I just had a stressful weekend and yeah. coming back here was quite stressful. Mm. And I just needed to be reserved to be able to catch mm-hmm. all of my energy. And people, everybody just started seeing like, something is wrong with this guy, something is wrong with this guy, something is wrong with this guy. <laughs> and that was something that I was grateful for, you understand? Because yeah. I later realized it that it is better for people to see and notice and talk about it. Yeah. People being ready to... Because the moment I walked in, into, I saw someone already telling me that what is going on. Mm. This one, he followed me straight to the room. I said, you know they talk. Something is wrong with you, yeah? I'm like, bro, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, it's just the journey. See, no, you are not talking. Can you call, can you call? You understand? It's great. I'm grateful for having people like that yeah. around me, you and understand? That, that, that in his own way would would help your healing process. Yeah. Because every time you're mentally stressed, you need to heal. Yeah. It might not be major healing that, you know, you have to go for therapy, but just just the energy of people around you, you can take from can the energy you, yeah. of people around you. Move in the right, move in the right energy of people. Mm. Um, I, I noticed that there was this time when I was in an environment where it was, was very toxic and I realized that it did not even help me enjoy my mental space mm. because the environment I was was toxic and that way I, I couldn't heal. Because there was no en- good energy, good to, energy tap to tap from. from, yeah. But when you, if you're feeling down, you get into a place where there's good energy. You tap from here, you tap from here, you tap from here. Energy resonates around us. Mm. There's, there's the vibration that comes around mm. around you when you when you have, you have good energy, energy, good yeah. energy around you. And you know the thing about this energy thing is, you can tell when the energy is not right. Yes, around you, you just know. You can know. And when the energy is right, you feel it. The, 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 it, it just, it just, it attracts. It vibrates around yeah. you. The, the, vibe, the vibration and the resonance is really good. Mm. And you, you'll be able to tell these things. Another thing I think that anyone who is um, stressing mentally can do is to write. You can journal about it or find somebody to talk to. Mm. The truth is, we, we probably need to give people benefit of the doubt benefit of doubt. Mm. You don't know the... And sometimes, you, you, yeah, I know we need to be extremely careful. But just carefully look at somebody around you and say, hi, I'd like to talk to you about something. And I want to talk, discuss something personal to you. Are you in the mind space to listen? If they say yes, and they, they care. And you have to... you Now you have to trust your instinct. If you say you can talk to this person, why not go ahead and talk to them? Mm. If you say you should be careful what you say to them and you just need to voice out to somebody... Do that, you know. Mm. Find somebody random or somebody you you can trust. Most, I, I always advise somebody you feel like you you trust their opinion, you mm. know, and talk to them and say, oh, I think about this and I think about this. But what do you think about this, you know? Because when you talk, you let out, you relieve yourself. It's mm. a burden that you're carrying, mm. and you have to let it out. Mm. And sometimes you might not be able to describe exactly how you're feeling, but by the time you start talking, you start seeing that the words to describe what you feel might hit you. And if you have the resources, therapy is king. I tell everybody every time that therapy is a very good way to heal. I have a therapist. Mm. I use a life coach also. So, because there's some some situations that are really just bigger than talking to somebody. You need to talk to somebody who is a professional yeah. in that field that can guide you out of it, guide you through that problem, guide mm. you through that pain. And if you have a partner, find, you know, if, you, if you're dating, if you're married or if you're seeing someone and that you trust each other, talk to them. Mm. talk to them and because talking to them is relief spend time with people you love you know i like kids so sometimes i i, I find if i find myself around kids i like spending that and cherishing those moments because it makes me genuinely happy find what makes you happy mm. people need to know what makes them happy genuinely genuinely makes them happy there are things that i 
if I sit down with there's a YouTube channel called Korean English Man, if I sit down on that channel every they drop an episode every week and I go there and I watch and I'm happy watching it. I'm excited mm. watching it. You know, I I there are certain things that I listen to music. Music is a good way to also heal. There are music that when I listen to them, they just they just just they, they, they just, just help your helps mind. my mind, my mind space. So um what works for A might not work for B, but you can try as many things as possible. You can try as many things as possible, and that is where we wrap up the show. You know, a lot of things has been said here. I don't know how it is going to be if you had missed this podcast because uh, a lot has been said. Thank you so very much, Daniel Adagio, for coming. Thank you for doing this with us today. It was nice having you once again. Thank you. And you know, you can listen to the Jollof Men pod. I was trying to bring the Jollof Men, but they said the Jollof Men, they are too expensive to bring. You know, (laughs) they are the big team now, you understand? So that's why I said, all right, all right, all right. You know, Daniel, you still come. I can still drag you in here. (laughs) So, all right, guys, thank you so very much for doing this with us today, for listening, for staying, you know, you know you can always drop your comment please do not forget to like share and you know tell somebody to tell another person tell your enemy because your enemy might be having mental health problems you know mm-hmm. and they might need some of these things that we've talked about today yes. to all our favorite listeners thank you so very much thank you for always doing this with us right from day one my name is king wills i remain the youngest and of course john disputable finest compare you cannot compare i'm unarguably the king of the trenches that keeps you glued to your benches. Now, because they always haunt me with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you next month in the next episode of our podcast by July. I love you guys. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you, Daniel. Yes, sir. We love you. Die, let him fly like